Hello and welcome to the Coolerverse podcast. If you are here for yoga-based conversations, you are in the right place. This is a place for fun and gentle conversation where I talk to members of Adrian Mishler's social media community, The Cooler. My guests are people like you and I who have found yoga and yoga with Adrian to be a deeply helpful, restorative and enriching part of their lives. Hello and welcome to uh, the very first episode of season two of Coolerverse and indeed the very first recording that I made in 2022. Now I really enjoyed last uh, season and uh, season one and I hope you agree that all of the guests were people that you might want to hang out with. I certainly would be more than happy to share a coffee with them. Today's guest is is uh, following on in that trend and we head over to Northern Italy and we will be talking to uh, Veronica who is um, really just quite wonderful and has a remarkable command of the English language. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to today's show. This is the uh, first conversation of 2022, the first of season two. And uh, hopefully when you hear this, you will have also heard a special that I've talked about and people have wondered about, which will go between season one and season two. So today I'm really pleased to be talking to a really wonderful guest who's very active in many aspects of the cooler and in some of our online meetups, which we might talk about. So welcome, Veronica. Hi, thank Hello. you. So, Veronica, could you say, because obviously, as we know, there are people from all over the world who do yoga of Adrian, and, and uh, uh, so we don't, and also there are so many people who come from uh, non-English speakers who speak really good English, so it's sometimes hard to work out where people are from. Could you say a little bit about yourself and where you are, and, and also even where that is in the country, because not everyone will know? Yes. So, I'm Veronica, and uh, I live in Italy, in Modena which is true, not everybody, I think, knows where Modena is. It's in the middle north of Italy. It's close to Bologna. It's like half an hour from Bologna and two hours from Milan. And But I think it's very, like, people say, wow, I know what it is when I say the Aceto, Aceto Balsamico di Modena, which is the vinegard, is from Modena. Oh, really? uh, of course. See, yeah, that's what people do, actually. Oh, Silly yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> so the vinegar is the aceto balsamico di Modena. It's uh, from here. And uh, another like hit from our city is the Ferrari. Also the Ferrari are from Maranello, which is in the province of Modena. Oh, it's wow. It's a really nice city. It's like in the middle of Italy. It's like two hours from the seaside from one side, two hours from the seaside from the other side. Two hours from, more or less, from the um, mountains. So it's very strategically located. And is it, historically, is it quite an old city? Because so many cities in, in Italy have got an incredible history. Yeah, I think, like, all of Italy is historically old. Like, <laughs> I give it for granted, and sometimes I take, like, some uh, friends around the city, and I show them, like, the Duomo, the cathedral, and I tell them the history when it was made, like, in the year 1000. And they are so, like, for me, it's quite normal. Mm. But then I realized that it's not. So it's really nice, I think. You can, you're surrounded by history, basically, here. Oh, it sounds amazing. So, And it's also probably um, not a place that uh, most tourists would go to. You know, if we think about Rome and, or Venice or Florence, or, or, and I certainly have been to Bologna, mm-hmm. uh, but I, di- I didn't know about Marina. But it sounds just as wonderful as everywhere else. Yes, I had this uh, guy, this German guy who is a YouTuber who mm-hmm. makes video and he goes abroad and he happened here in Modena by accident, by chance. And he was so fascinated and he said the same, like, 
I never heard of Modena, but it's such a nice, like, smaller city, but really beautiful. And then he came again and he wanted to shoot a video of Modena because he was really fascinated by it. And he said, not many tourists know about Modena, and it's a shame. Yeah, so it sounds like uh, for that particular video, we'll have to put a link to that on your page on, on the Kulaverse w- website. And and so you are you originally from the city or are you from another part of Italy? I'm originally, like... I wouldn't say from the city, but like it's 20 minutes away from the city, which is basically not really Modena. We say oh, the Modenese are the Modenesi are only the ones like born here in Modena. Me, I'm mm. like 20 minutes out of it, which is a smaller city. But yeah, I would say I'm from Modena originally. Both my parents are from here, from the area. So I consider myself 100% Modenese. <laughs> and and I can see your face and you're very proud of it, I can tell. Yeah, so. I like it. <laughs> and you do put some rather lovely pictures on uh, Instagram, I think, of uh, some of the markets and mm. uh, the squares. And I've seen the video like I did and it's really good. So one of, the, um, one of my observations is that uh, your English is really, really good. Could you tell us a little bit about like, where you've learned your English and, and how you've refined it to being so good? Thank you, first of all. So I learned that in uh, <laughs> high school... I think more at university, like in high school, it was more like rules. I think in uh, at university and abroad, I had more the chance really to mm. use the language. So I studied English and German and French, both in high school and university. And But yeah, I think it really changed when I moved to Germany. I lived in Germany two years and for six months for my Erasmus semester. And I think it's there that it really, it was like the language was meant to be used, not just to know the rules and the grammar. Like at first I was, before I spoke, I said a sentence, I was waiting to have the perfect sentence in my mind. And then I realized the main purpose was to communicate. So I think there it really changed. Mm. And have you actually lived or studied in a, an English-speaking country? No, I just came to like London for like a week as a holiday and Dublin, but not really for a long time. I think English, I used it more with like other like not english speaking people like as a lingua franca or like this uh, common language mm. or like yes in germany when people didn't speak german we would use the um, english okay and, and here and it worked and it worked okay and um, um could you say a little are you happy to say a little bit about what sort of things you do and uh, using english in work maybe yeah, working you- for ferrari no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know uh, anything about cars. Like uh, when people come and they are so fascinated by Ferrari, Maserati, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we have them here, but I'm not so interested into them. Uh, no, I work in an um, English-speaking um, school. Like I think like lots of teachers, I think the last 18 months, last two years have been really challenging. And uh, how has the teaching gone during that time? It has been really challenging, like you said. Mm. I really, like it's been two years almost. Yes, when we first went online, and it has mm. been quite like a shock because we had to be ready in like one day. We had to go online, and we had no clue what to do. I teach very young kids. Teach like I'm an educator of early years, so from three till five, and we still had to go online. And you can imagine how challenging. It might be with three, four, five years old kids on the screen. So our common, well, not common interest, but one of the reasons why we're talking today is obviously through yoga. And uh, it may have been through the pandemic that you came across, been doing yoga or yoga of Adrian, like lots of people. How did you come to yoga? And did that have any link to the pandemic at all? I started doing yoga many years ago, but Mm. it was different, I think. It was more like... 
I have to do something. Like I have to move. I'm quite lazy, I have to say. So I don't really like <laughs> doing sports. And it was okay. Let's find, find something that I don't dislike. And it was okay. Like, but yeah, I was doing that once a week, and it was like one hour and a half, and all these people like going headstands, and I was, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. And it was more like I have to do something. Mm. And it changed uh, when I found out about this yoga with Adrian Channel. First, it was for back pain after, uh, yes, during the pandemic, but not at the beginning. I really had a sore back. And um, I remember that during some of the online gathering during the pandemic, there was this girl from uh, New Zealand who talked about this oh, nice channel. There is this cool yoga channel called Yoga with Adrian. So I remembered it and I thought, okay, let's give it a go with this uh, yoga for back pain. And I did it three times. And the back pain was gone. So I thought, well, Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. That was really cool. I love that. Wow. Video. For I which kept... you didn't have to pay a penny. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, I really liked the way she spoke. And I still remember this balasana when she said, breathe. And I could, I could feel like this breath in my back, stretching. It was really cool. And then I found out about this 30 days of yoga journey, breath, that was like last year. And I decided to sign up also because it was a very mm, difficult, challenging period of my life. I just came out of a breakup and I thought, okay, it was just at the end of the year. And I thought, let's start a year with something else. Like, let's try to change the mood. And I signed up and I absolutely fell in love. I fell in love with the um, yoga journey. So building up day after day. And it was different compared to the yoga that I was doing like in the studios, like going out, just physical activity. It was really something else. And I still, I remember very vividly how it was uh, different. It was more spiritual as well, like finding myself again after this breakup. And then I found out the Kula and then I think it was just love. Like everything was amazing. The support, the people. I remember I did every day after the practice, a post to keep track of how I was feeling and to get things out. I took it a bit as a diary. I didn't know anyone. And uh, it was really therapeutical, do you say? Therapeutic. Therapeutic, yes. Mm. And then I continued doing uh, yoga. Like pretty much every day I had moments when I did a bit less and then I came back. But like going into getting into the idea of having a daily practice. Mm. And I guess if, if someone is just turning into uh, a listening to this um this, this conversation and wondering what on earth we're talking about because they might know about yoga of Adrian. I think one of the things that often happens is that people then discover that there is a, a more involved social media group and it's not a Facebook group. It's actually right. separate. It's an app and it's very different and very positive and supportive. And I think that's uh, one of the things that then ha often happens is that, as you say, people start to post and this time of year, because that was brief last year, I think, and this year is move the the names of the 30 days uh each one each year is a different one and it's a very busy time isn't it in terms of yeah. on the social media channel with so many new people saying hello i noticed there was someone from serbia and someone from russia and someone from iceland and it's actually really exciting i love it to see mm -hmm. all the different people when you first joined what was your experience because it can be sort of a bit disorientating as well sometimes all these people yeah. these conversations going on not just about yoga i found it was so cool so good and i thought it must be something you have to pay for because uh, i remember <laughs> I, I saw that there was this uh, the free channel on youtube and then there was the find what feels good membership and i was so worried that it was going to be like only for one week 
that I thought, oh no, it's so good. I want to, <laughs> to stay here. And uh, I was really worried. Like at the eighth day, I thought, okay, I will join. And they will say, expired. Like you cannot join anymore. You have to pay now. And uh, I, I loved it. It was love at first sight. I mean, one of the things that I think for lots of people is that, you know, they, they start off on these um, these challenges. And there are so many out there now. I was looking the other day and they're on, on YouTube and Instagram. There's these, you know, do this, do that, invent yourself, you know, all these. And none of them are bad, by the way. I'm just, sometimes I was feeling a bit overwhelmed the other day. Mm. I'm glad that I just had the 30 days. But I guess for many people, they start off and sometimes it can be harder than people think, partly just building in a regular practice when people get busy, but sometimes physically as well, especially if they either haven't done much physical exercise or they're dealing with a health problem, things. What what helps you keep going? Because so many people manage, say, 5, 10, 15 days, but don't, say get beyond that i think it was really having this moment for myself like Mm. coming on the map and really reflecting on different things it wasn't just a physical part Mm. it was really like stopping and listening and uh, reflecting and i noticed that i felt good so i kept doing that of course i had moments where i got and i noticed there was a moment where it was getting also this practice i have to do this I have to do it. And so I stopped a bit mm. because I felt it wasn't as good as it was before. It was really, okay, I have to show myself that I did it. And after I came back to it, and I think doing also with the other people, like with the hop or practicing, like having a shared practice helped to go back into the daily practice. And uh, yeah, I think it's this general uh, experience, not just physical not just the physical mm. part of it. Yeah, that community element. So, and you mentioned a, a, a phrase there. Could you just explain to people who wouldn't know what the what a hop is? <laughs> so there are these uh, meet meetups that happen twice a week, one on a Saturday and one on Sunday, and uh, it's really cool. Like people from all over the world practice can join these uh, free meetups uh, hosted by Lindy on a Saturday and Becky on a Sunday. And uh, it's nice because at first, the first time I was a bit, okay, maybe they all know each other. It will be very strange. But everybody's very friendly. And then you continue showing up and you see the same faces. And it's like practicing with friends. And I really, I think it's difficult to explain. I try to explain to people, like to friends, like, oh, I'm going to do some yoga with the Kula. And they were like, yeah, but you just <laughs> put a video on and you just do the video. And they were like, what's the point? But I think it's really like it's shared practice. Mm. And you really feel the the energy, the, the shared energy. And then there mm. is the chat before, the chat after. There's a lot of chatting, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, do you feel like you've made connections with people? I mean, you know, in terms of – because I, I try and explain to people that, that – it's, they're not just people I have these random conversations with, but actually you do start to make much more deeper connections and, uh, in different ways. Have you managed to make different connections with people? Yes, I would say so. There were mm. there was like there are moments where I practice more, like with people, and you really do connection through either through practice like Zoom uh, shared practice or really chat. But I think they are like deeper chat and uh, mm. really open hearted uh, conversation and really supportive conversation so i feel connected to these people even if i never met them in real life i really feel sometimes i could share with them things i wouldn't with some other friends so well i think one of the things that's nice about it which is hard to convey is a lot of social media is is about 
oh, uh, this is a great meal that I made or a nice holiday or it's a nice place, which is fair enough. It's great and, and they're all good. But I think there's something, isn't there, in the in the cooler? It's a space where people can say about, you know, they've messed up or they've been having a hard day or work's rubbish or, you know, whatever it, or they, whatever it is. And there's a real sort of human honesty maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's a place where you can be vulnerable. I haven't found that in other social medias. In other social media, I feel more the pressure, like you said, of, having this perfect life and showing the perfect meal, you happy. While there, you can, for at least I, and I see also other people, they are mm. doing the same, like showing really, coming also with moments of diffi- difficult moments, challenging moments, and finding hands, like who are there to support you and uh, share their experience. Also, like in the comments, then people are really open about their experience with the same uh, difficult moments, and it's really nice to find uh, support and to see like shared experiences. And do any of your friends actually do yoga? Have they, have they been tempted to uh, start Yoga Vedrian or any other yoga for that matter? Mm, I've, I have some friends who do yoga, like one that started yoga with Adrian, but I don't think she, like they really fell in love like I did or they do like <laughs> in studios. Uh, I shared a bit the yoga with Adrian like journey. But with the cool, I have to say, I don't know. I don't want to advertise that too much because uh, I'm not sure, like, I wouldn't like to have all my colleagues on the Kula, for example. Mm. I think it's a place that I, I don't know, it's like a safe space that I want yeah, to yeah, yeah. preserve a bit. Sometimes I feel maybe I'm a bit too jealous. I should spread the, <laughs> the word. But... Yeah, really also cool. because I share, like, private things regarding like moments that i had difficulties that mm-hmm. i had so i really like that and i have to say the support there was absolutely amazing like re- like recently i shared about this burnout that i experienced mm-hmm. and um, that helped me so much to realize it was not something that i had to be ashamed of or like feel guilty about it and um, sharing with other people their experience and reflecting on that and seeing that as something that can be the same as like breaking a leg. You have to stop and take time to heal that. And that was the same with this burnout, like stopping and taking the time to like fill the cup again and feel good again. So the cooler was absolutely very precious for me. People just listening and commenting and being supportive or, or was also a mix of, uh, I guess, freely given advice. They did both. They commented and shared their experience. And then on a private chat, like really sharing their private experience, Mm -hmm. what happened to them and seeing what happened to other people and also how bad it can go. Like at that time when I was sharing my experience, I was kind of feeling very guilty and having being super anxious about having to stop from work for two weeks, 10 days. And I was feeling so guilty. And then I was, okay, what should I do now? Like, and I shared that on the cooler. And uh, listening to people who told me, look, it took me way longer. So instead of reaching a, like that point, maybe you should stop earlier. Mm-hmm. Or like I was writing a um, comment, a message, a post, sorry. And then someone commented like, your words are very alarming to me. And I have been there. That made me what? stop and think, okay, like if somebody who has been in the same place where I am now says that this is alarming, Maybe I should really stop, like my doctor said. And mm. it was very good that I did. And I'm really thankful that I had the chance to listen to other experiences. I had people like supporting me and listen to me. And also, yes, like that I had the chance to stop. It amazes me that 
despite all the differences, people's experiences, whether it's Italy or France or Germany or America, maybe it's because we're industrialised and modern economies, but they're all so similar, that difficulty of, well, one, sometimes they're just the sheer pressure, uh, not helped by obviously the, the impact of the pandemic, but sometimes as well, just that, the, almost the difficulty of perhaps even verging on embarrassment and shame about not being strong enough to deal yeah. with everything and things. Because that is speaking as someone as well, who basically just left a job and never went back and had to take a year out not that long ago um, having been there so and whose you know physical health markers were not good at the time so I can really resonate with that even in you know in different cultures we have that yeah I think it's sheer this uh, pressure and this really like I have to work I have to work I have to work mm. like when your body is clearly telling you no you're not working anymore like you have to stop mm. so I I don't know I think it's this system like this probably this capitalist system where you have to produce and keep going keep going and it's not healthy and it's not sustainable anymore so what is it that you because you talked very early on you mentioned briefly something about i think that an element that you found in adrian which is actually really interesting in terms of some of the other conversations i've had where people have talked about they've been to classes before and they've often been great uh, they've been physical or really good teachers, but there's a sort of uh, a dynamic, maybe a spiritual dynamic that's perhaps not there or, or not expressed in the same way. But you said you got something spiritual from doing Adrian's yeah. courses, which actually, on the face of it, isn't it's not in your face when you start it at all. Mm -hmm. I would say mm -hmm. it's true. I, I think it's the way she speaks, also like the mm. the way she like. I love, for example, the sentence when. She says, like, may you always see the truth, may you always speak the truth, and may you always feel the truth. And it's not just like, okay, now we go and work on the core. It's really mm. like something different. And uh, Or, for example, yes, this frog pose where then she says, look at yourself in the pond, you are beautiful. Like, working on different levels, self-esteem. And, uh, and I think also the fact that she insists a lot on doing what is good for us. And when I was in class, it was more, oh, look at the girl on the right, look at the girl on the left. Like, I have to do the same. And being in your, in your house and not having this uh, pressure of doing that. The class where I went, the purpose was to reach the headstand. And I was really like, I felt that was not right. And it wasn't right for my body because I couldn't do that. But then she, the teacher kept saying, yeah, yeah, you can do that. And pushing me to do that, that felt so wrong. And there it was not really like an experience where you do something that works for you. But it was just a shared uh, level that had to be the same, more or less. Was that to do a headstand? Or mm, yeah, I think in general, like doing mm. the, the pose that had to be mm. the same compared oh, okay. to the one next to you. I mean, uh, classes I've been to, there are some people who are amazing and have got a very good posture, maybe naturally as well as much as anything mm. else, or through other, other disciplines like ballet or sports or something. Um, and so there is something quite refreshing. Isn't it? You're not forced into trying to do something that maybe your body can't do or you don't want to do. So so in that sense, it's uh, sort of quite, um, yeah, it's quite nurturing by the sounds of it. Mm. Yeah. So, so spiritual and emotional and I guess physical benefits as well. Yes, absolutely. I was like amazed after the last year, the 30 days of yoga, where I could really see the difference of my downward dog. I have very tight uh, behind the foot. Yeah, uh, hamstrings or Achilles. Yes, exactly. Yep. And I or could, calves. I could see that the difference. I could really stretch my 
legs more. I felt really empowered or like stronger. So for example, I was carrying water. I would say, I am strong. Like <laughs> at the end. <laughs> but I could feel the difference. Yeah, I am strong. I can do that. <laughs> if you think about that, I think when, uh, when Adrian talks about stuff going off the mat, yeah. that translates into that. Probably the sort of mental thing, I'm strong, that she often mm. says, when you're trying to do a sort of pl- hold a plank for yes. however long. But also that's great. Okay, so are you still feeling strong? Oh, the, I don't know. After Christmas, uh, all the food that I ate, <laughs> I don't feel that strong. I feel that, oh, when I do the plank, I feel the tortellini, all the food that I... Too much panettone. Yes, too much of it. And I feel, oh, I can feel it all. But yeah, it's like we are only a day, like two, three today. So I have a few days to recharge. Listening to this, we're, Veronica and I are actually recording this. It's day three of Move, isn't it? It's really yeah. early into the uh, into the the thirty days. So there'll be lots of people who uh, are sort of progressing and move for, moving forward. I mean, one of the things that I think I've become aware of as well over the last year is that I think you're also talking about your city, Medina. Um, you also host sort of or are involved in like international gatherings for people who are from different parts of the world, and you do meals and things like that. Could you say a little bit about that? Yes. I have a group. I created a group three years ago now in my city that's called Modern International Friends. Because when I came back from Germany, I lived two years in Leipzig, which is very international. Mm. And I was having a very international experience. I did my European voluntary service there. And I was living in a flat with seven people from all of Europe. And it was mm. amazing. I really felt this international like atmosphere, environment. And I missed that a lot when I came back to Italy and I tried to create something similar in Modena so that I could still have a bit of this international inputs, like meeting new people also here in my city. Mm -hmm. So I created this group with two friends three years ago now. And uh, we have been growing a lot. Like now we are more than 1000 people in the group and we like organize events. Like I like to offer, like suggest activities that are cultural as well but can be interesting for people who do not speak italian so for example Mm. international concerts or play or just meeting up in the park we did a photo exhibition last year which was very cool like with another group we created like we really from zero created a photo exhibition like just using uh, and what was it? What was in the exhibition? What sort of, was that? Uh, things people had taken who were members of the group from different parts of the world. Yes, it was like we decided a theme, a topic, and uh, it was within a bigger photo exhibition in not the Modena in the city of Reggio Emilia, and uh, we developed our own concept, hmm. which was escapes, expat escapes. So escape could be thought in different ways from every participant so it could be your own personal escape and it was very good very appropriate for the time as well so an escape from the pandemic from the situation everybody could like express this escape how they wanted Mm. and then we physically had to create the stands the the places where the exhibition was taking place so we had to gather pallets it was really like a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> build the pallets together. We had the people who knew how to do it, like architects. And uh, after like printing the photos and putting them on, and then we did the opening events, the closing event, and it was great. Like we really had these international people coming and this sharing of words, and it was pretty magical for me. Wow, that sounds amazing. Actually, mm-hmm. that sounds really good. Had a huge amount of work. Oh, that was a huge. You know, this time. 
It was so much work that I actually forgot that COVID existed. It was so good because <laughs> I was, we had so many things to do with these pallets. And got, yeah. where do we store the pallets? How do we work the pallets? How do we put them together? And it was really so. And at that time, it was also the end of the school year, which is always crazy and busy. Mm. I was also doing another course of cooperation. Like uh, once a month, we had a weekend to like do this course. So it was really a lot, but it was like, really, when I stopped and I thought, well, I'm not thinking about COVID, that was really great. That would sound fantastic. And uh, and what a satisfying thing to do, mm, really yeah. satisfying thing to do. So if, if I was in Medina and I was saying, oh, are there in any international events going on, given that COVID is is, is causing problems again. Uh, what what might I look forward to, or is there any is there nothing planned yet? We do with another group once. Like I would, I like to offer once a month the opportunity to do international dinner here. So we mm-hmm. went, for example, to this Egyptian place or to this Turkish place, so that we have something not Italian to eat, <laughs> and at the same time we meet up and we share. It's an excuse, and this excuse is this international dinner. Or, mm. yeah, like, it depends from the period of the year. But usually, Modena, I have to say, there are quite a lot of activities going on. We have a few theaters, uh, and then there are festivals. That is the philosophy festivals uh, in September. And then there was another, like, festival on of documentaries on different topics. And most of them were in English with the subtitles. So it's really, like, I like that myself and I like discovering these things and when I find some that are not necessarily in Italian I I love to offer that to this group. A lot of people who I've talked to I mean a lot of French people uh, with for instance who who do a lot of yoga in in English often say that they struggle when they're doing French uh, doing yoga in in their own language French. Uh, How are you I mean I don't presumably there are Italian yoga teachers online and things how are you when you're doing yoga in Italian? Now I don't like it at all. Like I'm so used to, <laughs> I was reading a post of Fanny the other day, or no, it was Danny that commented on funny posts, I think. And it was the same. Like, I really cannot do yoga in Italian anymore. It's like when they say, can I test in Jew? I'm like, what, what is this? Like, I really, what is that? What is that for the downward dog? Oh, downward. Say it again. I think I'm not sure anymore because I've done so much English YouTube now. I think it's cane attesta in Jew. And it sounds so bad now for me to do cane attesta in Jew. And I'm like, no, no. Like, I don't think I would know the, the pose. I really am so used to Adrian and like the English pose. I have this book of yoga in Italian and I'm translating all the poses uh, in, in English. <laughs> <laughs> have you got you mentioned some favorite sort of adrian and phrases and things that you mentioned the other day about uh, earlier on about truth and things what sort of uh, do you have favorite any favorite adrian sessions that she does or favorite adrian things that she says my one of my favorite um practice is the self-care 10 minutes yoga when like when i don't have much time and i still want to practice a bit i really love this I love there is this foot massage and this really gentle uh, way of doing yoga. This is one of my favorites. One that I really liked that I did recently was the um, the chakra series, the Ra. Oh, Ra- yeah. Is it yeah. called? Yes, that one that I really enjoyed. And yeah, then yoga for back pain is one of my favorites since I started uh, 
And it really works. Like I can say it really works, this one. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? That's, that's mm. really good. And what about um, favorite Adrian phrases, as you said, as I mentioned, mm. you, you said some earlier on? Yes, the one like where she stops really on the third eye, on the mouth. May you always see the truth, speak the truth and feel the truth is one of my absolute favorite. And then when she insists on finding what is good for us, like to really listen to our body. And if you were tra- being, you know, I'm going to ask you this, to translate those into Italian. <laughs> you may have even practiced. I, I, li- I, I listened to Danny and I think it was more or less the same. I think it's like, trova quello che ti fa stare bene. It's like, I think it's difficult because in Italian, fine could be cerca and trova. It's like cerca is when you look for something. Mm. Trova I think it's more like when you have found it. Yeah. So I think What about the truth? What about truth uh, if you're translating that one into Verità, I would say, like che tu possa um, vedere la verità, the dire la verità e sentire ciò che è vero, la verità. Oh, it's uh, it's, it's such an amazing language. Yeah, it's really nice Italian. How it sounds. It's really, really amazing language. How would you like to see or how could you imagine sort of the cooler developing or yoga of Adrian developing? Is there anything in particular that uh, direction you'd like to see it go? Like without COVID, I don't know how it was before because I joined mm. it last year. I would love to have these meetups, like really physical mm. gathering and meetup, opportunity to practice together, maybe like a tour. I don't know if she was doing tours before. She, she was. I think she did one uh, was it a year before COVID, and she uh, certainly was in the UK. And I think she was in she was certainly in France. Uh, she did several in the UK, and uh, I think they were very popular. And um, I think Claire Claire Deer mentioned that mm, uh, yes, the very sorry. very first and only live yoga class mm. was one where there was like three thousand people in Alexandra Palace in London. And I stupidly didn't go to any of them. I don't know why. I I think I was divering, and so but I regret it. Already. But, yeah, I did. I was doing stuff and um, I was just a bit daft and I didn't book and didn't go. So I really regret it. So, uh, But yes, like you, so going mm. on tour again would be great. And be I'm sure, she, I mean, she was over in the UK fairly recently for an event, but not a teaching event. Mm. But I'm sure that, uh, you know, hopefully when, if, when COVID settles down, I'm sure she would uh, want to be back on the road again and doing those sorts of things. How many people um, do you think there are in the cooler? Like, how many are we? Do you, Do you know any- what I have? I have no idea. Uh, I think there is a lot because also the, what I've noticed, having been there for a number of years now, is that lots. There are many people who come and go. You know, mm. like maybe there for the, the. I think it's like they do the thirty day and they pop up and then they go off and mm-hmm. do whatever they do. And life gets busy, doesn't it? And then some people go are really active and then disappear. I I don't know if I would guess a number because I really have no clue. Like there are the people that I see often, mm. and then like you said, like you now I've seen so many new people, and I don't know because. <laughs> I was new last year, so I have no clue like who was new last yeah. year. And now I mm. see really like a lot of new people posting. I mean, it tends to drop a lot of people, sort of. And in fact, the guest I'm planning in a couple, I, I recorded a, a, an interview a long time ago, maybe even in the summer, with someone who uh, is active in the cooler, but sort of a, pops up more. 
you know, this time of year, I think. But she did the most amazing Instagram post for her friends because so many people had got to about day 14, 15, mm. and then were finding it really tough, either just to organize themselves to keep going or, or physically or mm. whatever, or, or they were they, they were find themselves assailed by thoughts. I'm no good at this yoga. I can't do a downward dog. I don't do crow, uh, which is all part of the journey, really. And she did this wonderful Instagram post about, I think it was 10 things that she's thought about and does to help keep going. Mm. So she's uh, the guest I'm planning for about the second week, actually, the 15th. So uh, it's tough, isn't it? 30 days is not easy. No, no, it's not. I, I did last month, December. I wanted to be prepared. So I really, I think I practiced pretty much every day in December. A lot shared practice with Barat. It was great. Like, we were, okay, are you free? Yes, I am. And we were like practicing together. Fantastic. And he's in India, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. He's cool. he the, one of the guests uh, on season one. It was so crazy. Like you think, I'm in Italy and practicing together with the same person like in India and when Adrian for example was saying at the end of the practice uh, talking about this shared practice I could say I could see yeah it's true it's a shared <laughs> practice for real it is great and, and for people we mentioned the hops earlier on and it is great because there are people on there aren't there they're from there are people from all over Canada which is a big place all of the states which is a big place including Hawaii which is mm. like way over in the Pacific and then there's people there was someone on from South Africa and there's been I think Costa Rica and all over Europe and it's great isn't it mm -hmm. it's great and then Cara hosts um sessions now in Italy uh, sorry, not in Italy, in Australia. Maybe she'll yeah. do Italy one day uh, in Australia. And then uh, there's also, uh, I think Meg did uh, one recently in Boston, mm -hmm. which I missed. So there's all sorts of opportunities to do this great online yoga with familiar faces. So anyone who's listening to this who has not yet been encouraged to join the cooler because it is, and it is like, you know, if you think about that, our world is, you know, it's so divided on many levels, but actually it's really nice to be in a space where everyone's, like you were saying earlier on, Veronica, so supportive, so understanding, so compassionate, so accepting, and often from very different backgrounds. Really like so accepting that like you were saying I really feel I can be me and without mm. judgment. Which is very special, isn't it? And so presumably then, once COVID settles down, you'll be off to visit uh, Bharat in India. Oh, yes, exactly. Or and then I will go to Canada. Canada is on my list. It's my favorite country. So that would be... Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yes. Well, so for all the Canadians listening, yes. come on, why is Canada? They'll be very excited. Why is Ca uh, Canada? I'm not disagreeing, by the way, that it's not an interesting place. So why is it your most fave place? I don't know. I suppose that like... I don't know for sure. I, maybe it's just a, an idea that it's in my mind, but a lot of nature. I don't like walking much. Eh? I will go to nature and then go back like <laughs> by train, by bus. But yeah, I feel like, yes, I don't know. I'm very fascinated by Canada. Oh. Big and green. That's how I imagined that in my head. Well, it's certainly big. <laughs> yeah. So, Veronica, is there anything that you want to ask me? Yes, I have questions that I... Prefer. Oh, you have questions? Oh, no. Yes. No. I want this to, is where I start sweating and trembling. <laughs> I wanted to ask you if you paint, because I've seen your Bob Ross mug, and uh, I was curious, do you paint? If I what? Paint. Paint. Oh, paint for what? Like paint, like watercolor or like oil color, no. because you have this mug of Bob Ross who was painting. Oh, Bob Ross. No, I don't paint. No, but I, I um, consider Bob Ross to be part of my meditation practice. Okay. Because... There is something incredibly soothing about his voice. It's very predictable. You know there's nothing going to be dramatic. And what I love is every week, whatever he's going to paint, you know, I mean, I don't know, he's, 
he's been dead for years, but whenever he does his show, he says, this week I just thought we'd do a fun little picture. Okay. Every week. Or oh, this week I thought we'd go a little bit crazy. <laughs> and he just, it's brilliant. And he's just so captivating. And I was introduced to him. I remember a few years ago hearing this voice. And it was on a repeat, but it was quite a long repeat section. And it was my youngest son, Rory. And I said, what is that? It's quite mellow. I like that. And he said, oh, it's this guy called Bob Ross. I'd never heard of him. This was about five years ago. And so I discovered him. And uh, so, no, I don't paint, uh, sadly, but um, I love his work. And he, I think he was, again, I think I sometimes equate someone like Adrian with like Bob Ross. as I just think they're very special people mm. and bring something very unique and calming. And I think there's a, a guy in the States, there was a film about him, which I haven't seen, called Mr. Rogers, who also had a similar sort of capacity. Mm. And there's a kindness there and a genuineness. And that's one of the things I like about Bob Ross. So, no, it's I true. I like him too. I like his voice. Very soothing. It's true. Yeah. Whew, good. <laughs> I got through that question. <laughs> and I have a second question. Oh! Which is your favorite book? If you have a favorite, like, yeah, I suppose. A favorite book. Book? Favorite book ever, ever. Yeah, you can choose oh, that's a, three if it's difficult. Oh, it's a tricky. Right, okay. One of my favorite books, but is only because it's just a remarkable book, is called um, Quiet Flows of Dawn by Mikhail Cholokov. Mm. And it's a mammoth book about the Don Cossacks, just, I think, during the Russian Re and after the Russian Revolution. And it's a, not a, that well-known Russian novel, but it is just incredible. I love it. It's just... Uh, What's so, the title again? Quiet? Uh, Quiet Flows the Don. Ah, okay. The Don, the Don River. Yeah, mm -hmm. I really, really, really love that book. What's your favorite book in, in English already? In mm, oh, that's a difficult question, actually. I don't know. That's really difficult. I really love Jane Eyre. Well, I hope you uh, enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And I have to say, normally I, I script, well, loosely script some of these endings, uh, but I haven't scripted this one. But one of the things I have to tell you is that I did edit out a ton of stuff uh, about books. It was veering into almost like a, a book podcast because uh, Veronica and I were sort of talking about books. And for quite a while afterwards, actually, I, my heart broke to delete it, but I, uh, I thought we'd keep it just to... Oh, some of our favorite books. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed meeting uh, Veronica. And uh, if you like the show, check out the website, www.cooliverse.com. And also have a look at the merchandise section there and uh, see if there's anything you like. So I hope you uh, are well. And uh, if you're doing the 30 Days of Yoga series, Move, I hope it's going well. Stick with it. There'll be days when it's uh, harder, times when it's harder physically, mentally, practically. And if you miss a day, just pick it up. Either leave that day to the end um, or just follow a day behind. Uh, we're with you and I have to stop halfway through last year because of a chest infection. Can you believe it? In the middle of a global pandemic. But there you go. Such is life. A weird boast. So look, take care. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, if you really liked it, please tell a yoga-loving friend. Take care then. Bye.